0: How MCTs Are Affecting Your Health. Hey, what's happening? This is Zsaid Rodriguez, host of the Nation Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by answering the question, is walking just as good as running? And then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about how MCTs are affecting your health. And listen, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get go. So I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Dasplanation Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. If that sounds good to you, then get on over to podcast.dasplanation.com mindhacks right now to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, because if you do, then you'll have 10 years of good luck starting from the minute that you smash that button. And you'll also be on your way to living to 100. With that being said, let's move into our first segment with healthy conversations. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. How is everybody out there? I uh, hope you're doing excellent. I hope you're uh, doing great in spite of what's going on in the world with Roe v. Wade and whatnot. It's amazing how uh, the just the previous week I was celebrating, uh, you know, the the championship victory from uh, you know the NBA uh, Golden State Warriors, and then just a few days later, literally the the, the very next week. Oh, my bubble got burst with this whole Roe v. Wade debacle. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. It is insane what took place, but uh, I don't want to get too deep into discussion about that. That's not what we're about here. Uh, But what is popping in the world today as of late? (laughs) Well, it looks like... COVID and monkeypox are arm, and arm in arm in like this arm wrestle tug of war type of battle for uh, supremacy on the news channels. <laughs> and apparently it looks like New York City, my hometown, and DC, <laughs> the area of the country that I fled from for beautiful California, have run out of monkeypox vaccines. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys heard about that? That's, that's freaking insane. I don't know what's going on with this uh, monkeypox epidemics. Uh, what what can you say? I mean, uh, is it real? Is it not? I mean, what's going on? Are, are they going to start handing out vaccines for monkeypox now? Who knows? But what I do know is that we should keep making incremental changes on a daily basis so that our overall health <laughs> can improve, you know? But anyway, what are we talking about on this week's installment of Healthy Conversations? We're answering the question, is walking just as good as running? Like, think about it, this debate has gone on for years, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I'm sure it will continue to go on for another however many years. Uh, So I'm sure you've probably heard that, you know, sitting is the new smoking, right? And I'm sure that you've heard that exercise can help lower the risk of heart disease, right? No surprise there. So, So let's talk about something that you may have not heard, right? If you're under the impression that in order for cardio to count towards your weight loss goal, that it has to be like high intensity running or something like that, like, That you may be under that impression because that's what a lot of I'm not going to say fitness professionals, I'm going to say a lot of uh, (laughs) fitness marketing messages have conditioned us to believe. But here's a surprise for you is that walking could be all you need in order to reach a strong, healthy heart. How do you like that? (laughs) Think about it. It reduces your risk of high blood pressure. It reduces your risk of you know, cholesterol, diabetes, coronary disease, just the same. And for the record, this is as per a study in the journal, arteriosclerosis, thrombosis, and vascular biology. Uh, one doctor in that journal mentioned how running and walking are very important to your cardiovascular health for multiple reasons. So there was a lot of reasons why. You know, he, he listed off a whole bunch of <laughs> health benefits and why you should incorporate running and walking, you know, like, like both or at a minimum, one or the other. So he mentioned, uh, you know, how, how they both help burn calories. Uh, they, they help improve your cardio and uh, muscular toning, you know, it, how it lowers blood pressure, how it increases endorphin release and how it decreases stress and improves your overall health so those are some amazing benefits if you ask me so one way to think about this is that running and walking both get you to your baseline uh cardio fitness goals but running will essentially do that you know it'll do it faster it'll get you there faster obviously you know if you're comparing running with walking walking is slower than running running (laughs) if you think about if you think about it will get you there faster but while we're thinking here if you're thinking about you know like the story of the tortoise and the hare the walking or the slow pace will get you there just as uh just as well you know what i mean now that being said if speed isn't an issue uh, then what you have to know is that walking does have its own advantages think about it it might be easier to fit into your day routine you know just to start off with you know it's it also doesn't take any special shoes (laughs) you know i mean yeah uh, there are walking shoes out there that you could buy but you don't have to get walking shoes that's the that's what we're getting at here you can totally use whatever shoes you have available to you (laughs) you know what I mean Uh, I mean obviously you want comfortable walking shoes right but you don't necessarily have to go out and buy walking shoes in fact what I do is like I buy really good workout shoes whether they're you know like cross trainers or 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 shoes for uh lifting weights or something like that like something with some quality some support and then because you can't use those um very long, like after, like if you're working out every day as you should, <laughs> or frequently throughout the week, I should say, uh, you know, then those shoes, like you're gonna wear them out obviously, because that's what happens as you're working out, you wear them and the soles start getting wear out, the arch kind of doesn't quite support your arch anymore, you know. So, what I do when a shoe gets to that point, because you can tell. You can tell when a, when a shoe has <laughs> lived past its prime, you know what I mean? When it starts getting to that point, then it's, I'm not going to say downgrade, what I, I'll use them for daily uh, uh, walking or, you know, just uh, daily use. So, I mean, that that's what I do. Uh, if you guys uh, have a different approach, let me know. Drop it in the comments. Uh, I want to hear some feedback. What what do you have to say? How do you approach uh, this situation or this scenario with, you know, do you buy shoes just for walking or do you buy, you know, workout shoes and then when they get past their prime, use them as walking shoes? Let me know. But not only all of that, like all of that with the shoes is all great that you don't have to uh, buy any special shoes like that. Like walking can be done by people whose joints might be too aggravated (laughs) from too much running you know so you know people that have joint issues or that have um, conditions that affect the joint or pain in their knees like things like that maybe the best thing about walking (laughs) though is that it can truly be done anywhere like you can totally go out for a long dedicated walk but you don't have i mean you can but you don't have to. You can also just, like, think about it. You can actually just walk up and down your hallway in your building if you live in a complex, you know? Like, so, because I always think about um, how can I take these tips and apply them to people um, who live in apartment buildings? Because I used to live in an apartment building and it was, uh, my apartment building did not have a gym, so I had to get creative, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. If you have a building that doesn't have an elevator, that's even better because you can literally walk up and down the stairs uh, several times a day. And yes, people are gonna start looking at you uh, weird and funny, but after a while, they're gonna they're gonna get used to you going up and down the stairs, and they're gonna be like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, he's just doing his exercise and whatnot, so he ain't bothering nobody. It'll just, we're going to let him be. There's also some data that suggests that since walking is lower intensity, it's more sustainable and leads to more visceral or belly fat loss. You know what I mean? So this is actually something I'm thinking of experimenting with. Like I'm looking into finding some proven approaches to lowering visceral fat. Like my, my own personal visceral fat, because, um, I have this fancy scale that that measures my bmi and some other key numbers some key indicators uh that are kind of critical to maintaining good overall health and and weight and and one of those numbers that it shows is visceral fat well long story short i've been i've been keeping an eye on the visceral fat number for a while because i know that this number is critical. Like this number is what you should be aiming to get rid of. And and I tried several different uh, diet approaches in, in combination with different exercise res, uh, regimens, and it hasn't really gone down much. And I'm determined to make this happen. So <laughs> stay tuned because I, I, I'm going to, there will be an update with that. Uh, anyway, I talked about this With my VIP community recently, and they're all like surprisingly, they're all on board. So I like that. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Appreciate you uh, giving me the support that that to keep me going. Like so, I'll 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 give I'll feed back into that. You know what I mean? Apparently, (laughs) this is something that a lot of people are looking for. So I'm hoping to have some actual personal data to share soon. So then then I'll be sharing that with my community, and hopefully we'll we'll all see some more. Uh, success stories when it comes to you know visceral fat loss because who wants that not me (laughs) but anyway back to the running versus walking debate so while walking and running both have similar benefits and uh, you know the biggest differentiator being uh, the time that it takes you to reach your goal let's go on the record and say that running is generally generally (laughs) more beneficial to your you know for overall weight loss here's a fun fact for you walking is one of the preferred methods of exercise for the longest living people on earth for the people living in these blue zones on this beautiful blue marble that we call home (laughs) you know isn't that interesting I, i found that fascinating you know but here's The bottom line here with all this walking is relatively easy. We know that, right? And based on the current scientific data available, if you walk at least 30 minutes, three times a week, then it'll give you enough physical exercise to keep your body active and healthy. So feel free to go at your own speed because whether you run or walk it out, (laughs) you'll be taking the right steps towards living a longer, healthier life. And that's what we're after here. Living longer, living healthier, living strong into our older years, because there's one thing that we can't stop. There's a lot of things that we can control in, in, in life, but one of the things that we can't control is the stoppage of time (laughs) we can't control time you know what i mean because if we could trust me i would have gone back in the past already and made so many changes to like my own way of being my own personality my way of handling situations so anyway (laughs) and so the more you know the better you'll be and now with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was a great segment. Had me going there. I'm already like I I'm thinking about like adding more uh more walking. I've I've been pondering the thought of getting out there more just for a simple walk, just to keep the heart going because a lot of the things that I do um both in business and personal life have to do in front of like me sitting in front of a computer so i need to get more active i started stretching more like first thing in the morning Uh, especially my hips i find that i'm really super tight super um inflexible if that's a word i don't know (laughs) in the hip area so i'm trying to i'm trying to loosen that up and get better with that so like that's one thing that i've like that's one change that i've made and i'm thinking of adding uh more changes i'm I'm thinking of taking some time out maybe 10 15 20 30 minutes and a day to go out walking just to get more more activity but i don't know we'll see how this goes so anyway back to mcts So we're talking about how MCTs, medium chain triglycerides are affecting your health or do they? I mean, (laughs) do they affect your health and how do they affect your health? So first off, (laughs) let's start off by defining what MCTs are, these uh, medium chain triglycerides. So MCTs have become pretty popular with people who want to lose weight mostly in the athletic world but what exactly are MCT's? Like what are they? (laughs) Like what do they do? What are they for? What is the importance of MCT's and why are they so popular? What is it about them? (laughs) Well, the short answer is that MCT's are a special type of fatty acids and as you know, uh fatty acids are good for you (laughs) they actually help you uh sustain yourself like so they help you produce energy basically they give you energy they keep you fuller longer they keep you from uh craving that you shouldn't be eating you know what i mean so there's a lot of benefits uh, that come with consuming fatty acids like we normally eat foods high in long chain triglycerides or LCTs. These are foods like nuts and seeds, uh, avocados, fish, uh, meat, <laughs> but there, there are only a few foods, like literally a handful, that are high in the medium chain triglycerides, the MCTs. Uh, the, uh, literally, th- this list is pretty short. So we've got uh, breast milk, we've got cow's milk, We've got goat's milk, a lot of milk here, <laughs> coconut oil, palm kernel oil, coconut meat, and dried coconut. So like the fatty acids that make up uh, triglyceride can be monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, or simply saturated. And also to be noted is that every fat has some combination of mono uh monounsaturated polyunsaturated and saturated fatty acid but it's it's the predominant type of fatty acid that defines each type of fat so for example olive oil which is a great example (laughs) you know has mostly monounsaturated fatty acids soybean oil has mostly polyunsaturated fatty acids and butter (laughs) has mostly uh, saturated fatty acid. So there you have it. In simpler terms, or as I like to say it, in terms that make sense to me, <laughs> if a food uh, has more of one particular fatty acid, then that's the fatty acid that it's known to have. And that's what determines whether or not a specific food is good or bad for you. And not to overcomplicate things, but There's the saturation of the fatty acid, or how much, or how concentrated the fatty acid is. And then there's the length of the fatty acid. The length is also important to keep in mind. So you have your short chain, medium chain, and long chain. The major difference between the three is how your body breaks them down. Now. Some people have problems breaking down short or long chains and so, you know, lucky for them <laughs> there are the medium chains available for them to uh, to consume. MCT oil or the uh, medium chain which is the most, which is the focus of this discussion is made from either coconut oil or palm kernel oil. Both have high concentrations of MCTs in them. So people who have uh specific diseases or conditions like celiac disease crohn's disease uh ibs or uh you know pancreatitis they have problems breaking down and processing the long and short chains they would be great candidates for using mcts and and that's basically because mcts are absorbed like they're absorbed differently than short-chain uh, short triglycerides or, you know, the long-chain, the LCTs. And they're basically transferred directly to the liver to be used as energy. <laughs> and since, uh, you know, MCTs are readily available to be used for energy, it has become popular with people who want to lose weight, you know, and, and not just losing weight but losing fat. So go figure that. A fatty acid, a fat, is going to help you lose fat. This is why it's kind of blown up with athletes, really, this whole uh, losing fat. Uh, most athletes go through cycles of bulking and then cutting, where uh, you know where they go through maybe a month of hardcore weight training, you know, like getting really uh, strong, muscular strong. And then they you know they follow that up with hardcore trimming or fat reduction or maybe they you know vice versa they start with the hardcore trimming and then go into the uh, uh the bulking up stage or the 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 weight training stage and they just keep like they just keep cycling through they just keep you know bulking cutting bulking cutting bulking cutting and that's more or less the foundation of their uh, of their training and now there was some research performed on uh, lab rats, literally <laughs> that produced some promising results when it comes to MCT. They showed that MCT may work to upregulate signaling pathways to increase mitochondrial biogenesis. <laughs> now for the record, I just read that off because it doesn't really mean much to me or many people who are not chemical engineers or scientists But when I dug deeper into this phrase, what I found this to mean is uh, for these lab rats that were fed a diet supplemented with MCT, what happened was that they were able to perform better on the hamster wheel, (laughs) you know, (laughs) than the rats that weren't fed MCT, you know what I mean? So uh, there were literally, there was two groups of lab rodents. Uh, One group was fed MCT along with their normal diet. And the other group was uh, fed just, you know, the regular diet. Uh, what, what they found was that the rodents that were fed MCT consistently outperformed the rodents that weren't fed MCT. There was also a meta-analysis or uh, a sub-research of the research, you know, that was looking for any potential uh, for weight loss because of this overperformance or increased energy expenditure that they found in the the first batch of testing or research and so they found that mct did actually decrease body weight but not only that they noticed a drop in waist and hip circumferences uh total body fat total subcutaneous fat and even a a drop in visceral fat in fact they were so confident about it (laughs) they said that when comparing mcts with lcts they said that mcts did significantly better than the lcts so the medium chain triglycerides significantly outperformed uh, the long chain triglycerides now as is the case with many of these uh, early research findings (laughs) <laughs> more research on humans need to be conducted to be more definitively determine the effectiveness of mct oil on weight loss and uh, you know cardiovascular health so what are the negative effects of mcts that's a that's a question for you to think about real quick are there any are there actually any <laughs> documented negative effects well Let's go on the record here to say uh, that too much of anything is never a good thing, right? <laughs> and same goes with MCT, That this is what I found. So here's the thing, too much of any type of fat or any one type of food can be harmful to your body. If someone eats high amounts of MCT oil, it could lead to things like bloating, it could lead to diarrhea, it could lead to other uh, digestive conditions and abdominal discomfort things like that so that being said uh be easy on the mcts my friend be easy (laughs) there were no major complications reported during the research studies but what they said was that it would be smart for anyone starting out with mcts to start off low as in you know add small amounts to your diet and then slowly go up from there (laughs) like we've mentioned before keep track of what you're Uh, You know how much you're adding to your diet and how it's making you feel, how it's affecting your body, your mood, and all that stuff. Because here's the bottom line with all of this MCTs can most certainly have a place in your diet. There's no question about that, (laughs) you know. But whether this leads to increased energy expenditure and weight loss and fat loss and things like that, uh, or not, (laughs) like this still needs to be confirmed. Uh, in more studies, as we mentioned, you know, the initial findings are promising and are, you know, they're pointing to this being the case, but we need to uh, we need we need to be safe. So more testing, more research has to confirm these findings before it's definitively written in stone, basically, you know, not only that, but whether or not MCTs can improve, exercise performance through mitochondrial biogenesis, <laughs> well, that also needs to be uh, confirmed or denied. You know, again, the initial findings are positive, but we need to, we need to confirm this. We need to actually run more tests, more research, and, and get to that final determination. One last point for me uh, to make here is this. MCT oil isn't the best tasting thing on the shelf let's put it out there so if you were to add MCT if you actually decided hey I'm gonna I, I feel like adding some MCT I want to see how that works for me and my body and my situation so if if that's you and and you were to add MCT oil to your diet you may want to blend it into a smoothie or maybe add it to coffee or something like that or in some other form or fashion or uh, you know if you're choosing that can potentially mask the taste of the oil (laughs) you know because apparently it doesn't taste like watermelon jolly ranchers or skittles so if you want to taste the rainbow with your mct oil then i suggest a blended fruit smoothie with your oil just a thought just putting it out there and so with all that said and done that's it you guys that's my show for today i hope you found some valuable information here and if nothing else i hope i've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little manly sunshine today thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me it's very much appreciated on next week's episode we'll be talking about how to get the best rest of your life while sleeping on your back so fellas you're trying to get the most restful rest and bounce out of bed in the morning feeling like a teenager, then next week's episode is for you. And look, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. So I've got a freebie for you, Cole, the 10 Daspination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. If that sound good to you? Then head on over to podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And hit that like, hit that subscribe button, because if you do, You'll have 10 years of good luck starting from the minute that you smash that like button. And you'll also be on your way to living to 100. Until our next chat, take care now.